common questions that are at the top of mind of finance leaders, whether they are in North America or whether they are in Europe, includes really critical questions. What is our breaking point where price increases begin to adversely impact demand across our products, services and channels? How much inventory are we willing to carry as warehousing costs increase? What is our exposure to rising interest rates at different pace in Europe? How do we balance working capital management with the need to satisfy customer demands? Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. Welcome to today's podcast, the Hackett Group's Finance Guide and Playbook for Managing and Mitigating Inflation. I'm Sean Fitzgerald, a Senior Research Director here at the Hackett Group and your moderator for today's session. Today's speakers are Jim O'Connor and Gilles Benelli. Jim is our Global GBS and Finance Advisory Practice Leader, and Gilles leads our Finance, Enterprise Performance Management, and Business Intelligence Advisory Practice in Europe. So let's get started with today's questions and discussion. So Jim and Gilles, how concerned should finance leaders be about understanding, managing, and mitigating inflation today, especially when U.S. inflation just broke through the 5% mark in April of 2021, and that accelerated to 8.5% in March of 2022, with the Eurozone inflation hitting a record high six months in a row, with April inflation in 2022 at 7.5%. What are you gentlemen seeing and what do you suggest uh, companies think about? Sean, I'll take that one. This is Jen. Thanks again for having me. Well, one, it's a big deal, obviously. It's a big deal for companies as well as finance leaders. And as you highlighted, we're at record levels. I mean, the reality is it impacts your firm, your employees, your shareholders, and really broader stakeholders. Heck, if you just look here in the U.S. at the market reaction to our Fed tapering a half point versus three quarter points, the markets went crazy and they're going back the other way today. So it is real, the impact on the market, the impact on the industry and the impact on you, your company. There are a couple of things finance leaders can do that we can talk about later, but a couple observations I have is, you know, the impacts as I mentioned, they're real, but it does hit companies and industries differently. So if you think about like an Airbnb, they're worried about foreign exchanges. They've got properties all across the world and and labor versus a 3M who's going to be thinking about not only labor, but raw materials, logistics, other implications. And beyond that, as one client reminded me, it hits your people pretty personally. It hits their paybook and it eats away at their salary. So you have to be attuned to that. The other thing is it's new for many people. You know, we need to recognize that generations of board members and their teams, particularly in the U.S. and in Europe, they haven't had to manage it like this. There are certainly pockets in the industry that have dealt with, in the world, that have dealt with hyperinflation and know-how. But it's new, and a lot of people are looking for help on how to manage it. Jim, I I completely agree with you. Just to echo your your comments and, and add a little bit of a a European perspective here, your point is really well made when you are just reminding us that we can't just look at the 70s and 80s, that uh, for many board members, 
inflation is new, but we also have to look at the role of the CFO, which has also changed, right? Since the 80s and, 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 and throughout the 90s and in the first decade, the CFO today has a broader mandate to shape the corporate strategy, supply chain resilience, culture, and anticipate the most likely financial effect of attempting to pass on price increases to customers, which obviously is the big deal and the big questions right now. Now, if you look at Europe, we also see that there is slow growth combined with inflation creeping up. This is known as stagflation, and is also presenting policymakers with the dilemma of either sacrificing growth by raising interest rates to help curb inflation and imposing increased borrowing costs, or keeping monetary policy loose and risking to push prices higher. Either way, if you are a CFO or a finance leader, you've got to think carefully about the role that finance play in business partnering and the coaching from the finance functions, which needs to be delivered to business leaders, as this will be key to success. And I'm sure we'll touch on this uh, later, I'm sure, Sean. So, you know, as Jim, you said, you know, inflation is big, it's real, it's new. Not all companies are being impacted the same. I imagine that also extends to different geographies and, and how that inflation is going to manifest itself. So, uh, you know, I guess the next question for the two of you is, are there any notable differences between the actions that, say, a finance leader should take in order to combat uh, these inflationary impacts uh, in, in North America versus a Europe or, or other parts of the world? So, so what do you guys think about that? Let me take this uh, again, Sean, just following on from our previous point. I mean, again, the trends are real globally. So if you look at the US, it's at, inflation is at an all-time high, 8.5% since 1981. Just uh, to put things in perspective, Jim was just entering high school. That hurts, Jill. And this, the following years that we've lived through in the US were of extremely low interest rate. We're talking 0.5% to 1% with some blips around key economic events, recessions, COVID. Now turn your attention to Europe. Both current inflation and inflation volatility are in fact wreaking havoc in many business plans in Europe. And this is driving a rethink of business management practices altogether. Consider this from a European perspective, right? So in the Euro area alone, the harmonized index of consumer prices inflation equaled 1.2% in 2019, fell to 0.3% in 2020, was even negative in the second half of 2020 before increasing again to 2.6% in 2021. And since the mid-2021, headline inflation increased particularly sharply and reached a historical high of 5.9% in February 2022. Common questions that are at the top of mind of finance leaders, whether they are in North America or whether they are in Europe, includes really critical questions. What is our breaking point where price increases begin to adversely impact demand across our products, services, and channels? How much inventory are we willing to carry as warehousing costs increase? What is our exposure to rising interest rates at different pace in Europe? How do we balance working capital management with the need to satisfy customer demands? What is our optimum cash position to take advantage of discount opportunities? 
What is our supplier credit risk? Do we understand the working capital drag created by increased cost of capital on overall profitability? How do we better manage risks linked to our customers' ability to pay and suppliers' ability to deliver? What is our pricing strategy? And if we intend to pass price increase, how far can we go before sales volumes get impacted? I'm sure, Jim, you have a couple of uh, points in, in mind on this, on this one. I do. Well, first of all, thank you. I think you covered that well. And if if someone's head isn't spinning after all those questions, then they're not really thinking appropriately about that. And, and I think you hit a lot on them. And early on in your answer, you mentioned some of the differences which are real, but I think honing in on those questions and what are some of those commonalities, the levers that we use will be similar. So each region will be different given realities of that region, but also of that company. You know, as an example, I think about a major conglomerate in India uh, that I was talking to, and every meeting I have, inflation is at the top. And when I was talking to her, she's like, yeah, we know how to run this. We've, we've been dealing this for a while. And so there's slightly higher inflation, but it's not off the charts. They've been managing it effectively. They're good versus a company I saw on the news the other day, Tractor Supply. They increased their FP&A organization by 40% and they doubled their indirect sourcing team and procurement to tackle exactly those questions that you raised. So in, in my humble opinion, um, there are differences, but the levers that we use are going to be similar. No, those are great points, gentlemen. Thank you. You know, and related to those levers and thinking about them categorically, you know, what are the areas that uh, folks need to be engaging as a finance leader to help organizations deal with inflation? You know, for example, you know, Jim, Gilles, all of us were involved in our recent uh, finance inflation playbook here at the Hackett Group. And, you know, we kind of organized around the areas of revenue, intelligent cost management, procurement, finance, talent, and retention, and turnover, uh, wages and compensation, and, and the use of hedging strategies. Can both of you maybe elaborate a little bit on, on what that means for those different areas and how you start thinking about those categories relative to, to managing and mitigating that inflation? Sure, Sean. Let me just kind of reiterate those points. Uh, as you mentioned, we recently published a finance inflation playbook and some of the questions we got from our clients, as I alluded to earlier, were, we haven't done this for a while. Help us. And, and so if you think about those, we had to come on, up and say, well, what are the big changes or what are the areas we should be thinking about or at least prepared? So I'll kind of recap those, those six that you just mentioned. But first is revenue. You know, one of, one of my clients, uh, we have an advisory council uh, of executives, and we we use them as a pulse to understand what's going on. And one of the clients there, I think, made it real simple. The question is, how much can we recoup? Right. So we know inflation is going up. If it's going up by eight and a half percent in the U.S. or or five percent in India or wherever you are, how do we recoup that? And and can we recoup our our cost and input increases with revenue increases while still delighting clients? We've got to know that. And we have to have a plan around that. The tractor supply example I gave earlier 
it doesn't always come down to price. Maybe you react to changing consumer behaviors. So people may purchase different things in this environment, or we just went through what we went through the last two years. In their example, they opened up greenhouses in their in their stores, and they're getting a lot of sales from that. So one is revenue, and it's it's a question of what can I recoup, but it's also a bolder opportunity to be more strategic and think about how you can price and how you can go to market. The second is intelligent cost management. You know, that's what that's one of the things that it's an unfortunate thing, but finance is really good at it. Right? We're really good at how to manage our costs, how to reduce our costs. Uh, and we've got to maintain an improved margin. I mean, that's that's been in the top three of finance key issues for the last decade. And first, you got to know where you're at. So if you don't have a good sense of your cost, you need to benchmark those so that you can, with purpose, identify where you want to save. And you don't want to cut yourself off to save your margin necessarily either. So you need to do it with purpose. Procurement, you know, that's probably the highest concern that, that I see in the market or that I hear from clients, especially manufacturing clients. You know, they're concerned about input prices. They're all over the board, not just labor, but certain commodities are 30, 40 percent increases, occupancy rates, all those kind of things. And then financial services companies, uh, even them, even they have to worry about, hey, contracted labor benefits. There are still a lot of other things that procurement can do to figure out how can we reduce our costs. But again, it's, you know, cost is important, but so is that supplier relationship. So they're looking at many things. Gilles alluded to some of those. What's my right inventory level? Team with supply chain, those are big decisions to make. And some of those are actually investments, not cost reduction. Talent retention, turnover, and wages and comp are kind of, they are separate, but I'll just kind of, for the purposes of time, treat them similarly. Inflation is happening there too. There's a significant raise in wages. And we need to think about how do we attract people, but how do we retain people? Uh, you know, it's interesting. We've done a number of studies on this, but as a rule of thumb and talking to most clients, you know, only about 10% of your employees leave because of wage. So what are you doing with that other 90%? The focus should be on the 10%, but what kind of programs do you have to keep your talent, to excite them, to give them the challenges they want so that you can accomplish your objectives? And then finally, hedging and financial management that's going to be company dependent. But as one of my clients just mentioned, be very cautious here, because if this is something that you haven't engaged before, it's kind of too late now for a solution. But you probably should think about what you can do for the future. But what's happened has happened at this point. Well, I'm listening to you, Jim. I'm thinking, my, that's a big list. When I reflect <laughs> on that list with my client's experience, I guess the thing to add here is that there is a common stream that will help clients address all of these areas and and this stream is really about how finance then re-engage in partnering differently with the organization and, and i'm going back to this point that we've made at the very beginning of this talk which is about the need that finance has to educate the leadership team in the business uh, and and to support the business through, frankly, better analytics that are themselves 
reconfigured to be aligned with the big inflation question, right? But I think, Jim, you mean you've covered very well the, 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 the scope of those big themes that finance needs to, frankly, put its arm around. You know, Gilles, I love that point. And that's not something that I had really thought of. But from a key issues point of view, the study that we do, really business partnering and finance's role, and you pointed that out earlier, CFOs and finance teams are in a different place. So for them uh, to take that angle, I think they can effectively hit each one of those levers with that attitude. You know, and, and it's I'm glad you brought up that point of, of partnering with the business, Gilles, and, and Jim, your comments as well, you know, because that was one of the top findings and, and priorities in our uh, 2022 finance key issues uh, research. And so with that in mind, Gilles, can you maybe highlight a few thoughts on the topic of partnering that you were just, uh, you know, beginning to discuss? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, in general, with business partnering, the, the first principle is eliminate the vague, right? And so if you look at this need, uh, which is about educating business leaders and participate in developing and implementing cost mitigation tactics and strategies, you can look at the business partnering agenda through different lenses, right? So you could look at, for example, how finance should partner with commercial. So there really, the focus should be on looking beyond the obvious temptation to simply pass on cost increase to customers. So the role of finance there is going to be revolving around forecasting breaking points where price increase reduce demand. And there are some really practical questions and practical advice that finance should be able to answer and provide. So for example, if energy prices jump another 20%, what does this mean to for our cost base? How does that affect pricing policy? And if a finance team forecasts that a price increase could in fact erode profit margin, well, should marketing investment be reduced by a similar amount? Should the price remain instead at current level? And should procurement revisit price renegotiations? Should a different lever or combination of levers be pulled, right? So as you can see, if you just look at one area of business partnering, finance partnering with commercial, there's quite a lot of uh, a very uh, chunky subjects and topics that, can, uh, that finance can make a real difference on. Let's look at another area of business partnering. For example, how finance partners with HR or other BU heads. So to, to Jim's point, which is about which was about one of the themes around talent retention. So there, the focus of business partnering and the interplay between finance and, and HR and BU heads around talent should be about revisiting talent acquisition strategy to meet business plans, right? Revisit attrition assumption. Well, this should be consistent with the fact that if annual compensation increases more slowly than inflation, which let's face it, is likely in some cases, at least for a time, well, employees are in fact experiencing a pay cut, which obviously is less than optimal during the long-term talent crunch that we know. And, and this is inevitably leading to greater leverage to employees and higher attrition. So again, finance has a role to make sure that the assumptions that drives, for example, the resourcing models are consistent, right? And to play a leading role in making sure that when business plan their workforce, well, they are, this is planned based on not just uh, the best guess, but based on the latest information and insight available. Let's turn our attention to another area of business partnering. So how finance partners with procurement, right? 
So persistent inflation, which again is likely, requires a different approach to negotiating with suppliers. And price increases should ideally be traced back to specific inputs, including labor and raw material. Price negotiation strategy should vary depending on whether long-term contracts are indexed on inflation. So again, as you can see, the finance insight and acumen and how the value vest in business partnering should be in very specific areas with procurement. Now I'm going to take a last area of business partnering, or last topic of business partnering, which is finance partnering with research and development. So there the emphasis should be on revisiting product design assumption, which should be where product design should be modeled and evaluated systematically to optimize cost builds, right? We don't have time to do a lot more on finance business partnering in the inflation context, but I hope that I've given some uh, very specific practical ways to tackle this area. No, those are great examples, Yeah, I really appreciate that. And I love the notion of effectively mitigating inflation is a team sport and cross-functional. And uh, certainly finance can be a great business partner across all those examples and many others. And so obviously those are important uh, moves for organizations to take, as you just cited. But at the end of the day, as a finance leader, you know, what is your advice around the top three things to do now, regardless that organizations and, and CFOs and office of CFOs need to do to get their arms around inflation and that potential impact to the organization across all those different areas? Sean, that's a great question. We've covered a lot, right? So if someone is listening, they're thinking, where do I start? I really think the six areas that we talked about is a great place to start and think about your situation. But if you're asking me, I got a CFO and she is wondering what should I do, the, the three areas I think that would be most important, one I mentioned about revenue, but you know, finance's role is to protect and enhance revenue and the viability of the firm. So this is critical. You've got to review your current pricing, determine the extent that you can capture increases and what other pricing approaches or product bundling approaches or other innovative things you can do to continue to grow. It's a great opportunity to take this time and actually improve versus retract. Secondly is cost. You have to understand your baseline. You've got to protect your margin and you've got to act to create and capture value. We have done this a long time in finance. We're good at this. My caution here is don't cut so much that you're going to regret it later. Uh, a speaker that I've seen many times in, in, in our space has a great story about cost reduction. And he says, uh, hey, I can, I can lose 30 pounds tomorrow, personally. I know I can. And people think, well, what is that? What kind of diet plan? It's, and he's like, I'll cut my arm off, right? If you do that, you're going to regret it. So you have to be purposeful and intelligent with your costs. Finally, people, you have to have a strategy for retention and recruitment because we are going to lose people amidst this great resignation. I know that's not directly related to inflation, but you have to have a strategy for retention. You have to recognize your overall labor costs is going to be going up in this environment and how to manage that uh, so you could see how intricately related that is to the first two. So if I had to pick three, it's a tough one, but that's what I would do. And, and again, Jim, I mean, you, you've hit on, on revenue, cost, people, 
I'm going to take a, a slightly different angle on this. In the end, it's about finance playing a decisive role on the themes that we've discussed today, all of them, and understanding that these are interrelated themes. And therefore, finance has to play a decisive role in shaping the strategy that will address the challenges that are brought about by inflation. So think broad. It's about finance impacting product strategy, marketing strategy, human capital management, and so on. And if hedging strategies have been historically not coordinated on an enterprise-wide basis, it's about finance driving that coordination enterprise-wide, right? The second point I'm going to hit on is about finance driving a re-evaluation of targets enterprise-wide and particularly rethinking the finance business partnering model to achieve those targets. And I've given some examples, some very specific examples of how finance can do that. And to enable, I would say, all the above, it's about finance elevating scenario modeling and planning in a way that prioritizes inflation-sensitive topics with a rolling outlook and, and to get themselves and other business leaders to a position where they are increasingly comfortable with the idea of coping with inflation under different growth scenarios, and that includes stagflation in Europe. I'll stop there, Sean, because I know that we are a bit short of time. No, this has been a really great discussion, and I and I want to thank you both, Jim and Gilles, as, as partners uh, with me at Hackett for your expertise, perspective, and insights today. And, and to our audience, I want to thank you all for joining in and listening to today's podcast on Hackett Group's Finance Guide and Playbook for Managing and Mitigating Inflation. We hope you found today's session both informational and actionable. So thank you, everyone, for your time today and uh, really appreciate you spending it with us. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode or send us an email at podcast at thehackagroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackagroup.com. Thank you.